Hi, hello, how are you? Welcome, sunshine, to the Waves of Joy podcast. My name is Shauna Jabell, a certified personal trainer, digestive health specialist, transformational nutrition coach, registered diagnostic medical sonographer, and successful six-figure entrepreneur. I am obsessed with helping women navigate the undercurrents of life. The time we spend together will teach you how to live simply, leave the mundane, travel the world, demystify happiness, and radiate joy. So get ready to massively up-level your life starting today. If you want your relationship to last, never ever threaten it. It is critical to focus each day on making it better rather than focusing on what might happen if it ended. Remember, whatever we focus on, we will experience. If we constantly focus on our fear of a relationship being over, we will begin to do things unconsciously to sabotage it. Focus on where you want to go in a relationship, not what you fear. In a full heart, there is room for everything. And in an empty heart, there's room for nothing. Antonio Portia. Wow. So today we are going to talk about fighting in your relationship and can this make you happier? Before we get started, I want you to think about this. Imagine your life right now with your partner or in the past, whatever, If you're single right now, you can still imagine this. Imagine if you showed up every single day like it was the first. Now, maybe your first date was awkward and maybe you hate first dates and maybe you just hate everything about the first. I'm with you. Like after being married, I was like, God, dating is terrible, especially in your 30s. But just imagine if you treated that person like they actually had a choice to be with you every single day. And in a moment, they could be gone. Would you treat them differently? Would you show up differently? Would you choose your words more carefully? Just think about that for a moment. If you've been married for 30 years and you're like, oh, honey, I don't even remember what that first date looks like. That's still okay. There's still something for you in this episode. I have faith. And maybe that hello date first kiss was just last week. I don't know what that looks like for you, but we can always use our imagination and we can always treat people differently. We can always treat them better. Okay. It's all about, for me, it's all about awareness, consciousness, and education, right? So think about the first hello, the first date, the first kiss, the first I love you, the first intimate night together, the first sleepover, weekend getaway, pregnancy, maybe loss of a loved one, new career, back to school, all these firsts in our lives, right? Do you journal about them? Do you think about them? Do you talk about them? And how does your life change after that first moment? You know, you can only have so many firsts. If that, if you're married to your husband or wife for 30 years, you had a first kiss. There's not three first kisses. There's one first kiss. But imagine if you just showed up every day like it was the first. You have this opportunity. And we're going to talk about some things today that I think that, that aren't talked about very often. So think about this. Think about conflicts you may have had recently in the past with in a relationship. Maybe it was yesterday. I don't know. Do you have hot and steamy makeup sex, forget all the problems, or hot and steamy makeup sex and some conflict resolution? You know, there are just so many ways to do life with the one that you love. There is no right way. There's no book. Kind of like there's no book on how to be a parent, right? You show up every day and you give the best you can, okay? If you keep in mind you only have one chance... Imagine how different you might show up. We all have choices. 
he or she, whoever it is in your life, chooses you. No one has to be with you. No one has to stay there. So stop taking your loved ones for granted. Stop blowing things out of proportion. Stop being mad for three days. What is the point of that? Go back to that first. That first kiss. That first everything we just talked about. Can you show up differently and pretend every day like it's your first? Take a moment and think about this. What are you fighting about currently? Do you assume you're incompatible or your relationship is derailing because you fight often? How do you rate the satisfaction of your relationship? And what are you comparing yourself to? I really want to talk about fighting because there's just a broad spectrum of like fighting. There is, you know, the number one thing why couples break up, I feel like is is definitely finances, uh, infidelity, right? Just stuff like that. And I'm not saying that you need to repair something that's broken or long gone. I've been there, done that. Some things just don't work out. But if this is truly somebody you love and somebody worth fighting for, what are your fights about? You know, do you have other couples around you to, sh- to be good role models? Or all, all, are all your friends divorced and hate their lives? You are who you surround yourself with. And that, that matters in relationships too. That matters in conflict too. If you have a fight with your significant other, do you call your best friend and she says, go leave that mother, you know what I'm saying? Like the naughty words. Or do they say, you know, hey, what about looking at it from this point of view? Like, who are you comparing your relationship to? And what level of satisfaction do you want to be at? Just think about that. Now, I think there's two ways to label our conflicts. There's the bread and butter and there's the intimacy centered. And the bread and butter are just like, they're devoid of intimacy struggles. So uh, no issues in the bedroom. This is just like, hey, what do we watch on TV? Can we agree who's going to clean the house this weekend? What temperature do we set the AC? Is it your turn to wash the dishes after dinner? These are bread and butter conflicts. This is healthy. Y'all, living, el- living with someone else, sharing your life with someone forces you to compromise, to be considerate of others. Now, I've been single for a, an extended period of time. I've dated for a period of time. I've been married for a period of time. After being single for a long period of time, being alone, it is very hard to let somebody back into your life. It is hard to learn how to compromise again. You actually question things a lot more often. You're like, "Hmm, maybe I was just better off by myself. And that's like a shitty feeling, to be honest with you. Um, I don't love that about big lapses and being single, but I also know like true self-development and awareness and consciousness happens when we're alone. So there is pros and cons to everything. But we are here, I always say on Hotel Earth, to be in relationships with, in relationship with other people. Okay, one of the cruelest punishments in this world is solitary confinement. Just getting out of your house and smiling at somebody and saying good morning changes the chemistry in your brain, believe it or not. So having people around you, especially that one person that you love, that helps you grow and challenges you and supports you, they lift you up, they keep you young, they actually allow your brain cells to regenerate. They're good for you. There is healthy conflict. That's these bread and butter butter conflicts, okay? So you're not set in your ways. We're malleable. We're adults. It's never too late to learn new relationship skills or to take on a new perspective and choose our responses instead of outlashing with our reactions, right? So I noticed myself lately after I've worked on myself for a long period of time now is I don't 
I don't jump to conclusions and I don't react because it doesn't get me anywhere. I actually tend to take a step back and I'm more quiet. I process things. I take myself out of the situation. You know, you're not your mind. That inner crazy chatter, that inner roommate, that psych, you are not your mind. Okay. So that voice that's always talking to you, you don't need to be that voice. You can watch that voice. You know, when you're starving, when you're really, really hungry and you have to say it out loud, gosh, I'm so hungry. You don't have to say that, but we do. We say what's on our mind constantly. So just practice responding and filtering what you're going to respond with, because we're going to talk a lot about vocabulary today and words we use. We can't take back the words we use. People remember what you say to them. Okay, so those bread and butter butter conflicts, they are healthy. Okay, it forces you to compromise, to be in consideration of other people and to be a kinder human. So don't look at it like, oh, this is it. We're fighting about the TV remote again. Okay. Now, there's also intimacy-centered conflicts, right? So this is a huge problem in our chaotic, stressful lives. I have all of my clients fill out a an assessment before they work with me, and one of them is rating their sex life, which is terrible, honestly. I don't think anybody's ever said that their sex life is great on that assessment, okay? But often it's due to being too tired, hormone imbalances, kids. Like, we just don't make time for our partner, all right, now this is a whole nother podcast. I've talked extensively about sex and and how to have a healthier, healthier sex life. So go listen to those episodes. I'm not going to deep dive into this too much, but just know it's really important to manage your stress through coping techniques, right? You can have amazing intimacy with your partner, whether you've been together two weeks or three years or 10 years. I don't even like the word honeymoon phase. I don't think that should be a thing. I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of, um, elevated emotions when you first meet somebody, right? There's a lot of like giddiness with it, but it doesn't have to be a honeymoon phase because you don't, that doesn't need to end. If you just practice navigating the bread and butter conflicts, it should be all about the makeup and compromise, right? Whether you started seeing somebody last week and maybe you're just not communicating the same way and you really just, you know, you're both used to being single or, you know, you're used to just arguing constantly with somebody else or in a prior relationship, like be careful what you carry over into each relationship, whether it be intimate or just a friendship. Okay. Not everybody's out to get you, but you have to work on yourself and you have to work on things moving forward in your life to be ready for the next person that the universe puts in your life. And if you haven't worked on yourself, those opportunities are going to pass you by because you're not ready for them. So take a good hard look in the mirror. Are the problems in your life right now bread and butter? Are they more intimacy centered? Or is it you? Do you need to work on you? Now, what happens with conflicts and what interferes with conflict resolution is insecurities. We have insecure assumptions. You know what they say about assuming, okay? Specifically, what happens is we become centered on our own needs. Our ego takes over. We fear that someone isn't as emotionally involved as we are, or maybe they don't want to be as close. You know, it's understanding love languages. If you guys haven't read The Five Love Languages, oh my God, great book. Really, really important book to read and understand about your partner. Okay, you want to be understood. Everybody wants to be understood. But if my love language is quality time and my partner keeps buying me brand new Nikes, I'm not feeling satisfied or fulfilled. So I'm just going to assume my partner doesn't care when really they're just not meeting my love language. So being preoccupied 
our minds just create so much chaos in our lives. Being preoccupied can be so damaging. So keep this in mind in the midst of a fight. Are you assuming something? Have you spoken? Have you communicated your needs? And remember this, a single fight is not a relationship deal breaker. If you're giving up that quickly, honey, you got some work to do on yourself. Nobody is perfect. So express your fears. Don't let them dictate your actions. Express what you're feeling and don't assume you're to blame. Maybe your partner's in a bad mood. It's likely not because of you. Okay, now if they're coming home every single day and they're an asshole because their job sucks, well, you know, you need to approach that when they're not in, you know, a terrible mood. Be like, hey, you know, I really look forward to seeing you when you come home, but you're always in a bad mood and it's really toxic, creates a very toxic environment. And I have a hard time showing up in our relationship. That's, that's what you got to say. You got to communicate that. Trust that your partner is going to be caring and responsive and, and go ahead and express your needs. I'm telling you, you guys, shoving those feelings and those needs deep down is not getting you where you need to be. And you know what we're all guilty of? We think our partners are mind readers. Yep, he should know this by now. Nope, tis tis. That's not how it works. If you haven't told them, they don't know. So don't assume. Please don't assume. Okay. And if your partner's speaking to you and you find yourself assuming and you're not quite sure, don't just assume, just ask them, you know, can you say this in a different way? I'm not quite sure what you mean. And what happens is maybe you grew up and your parents fall all the time, or maybe you just don't know how to deal with conflict. I have a really good friend who would rather jump off a cliff and face plant on the ground than ask the server for another cup of coffee because hers is cold because she hates conflict that much. Did you hear what I just said? That is insane. You do not need, like, okay, so let's go back to this. I was at the DMV the other day, three times in the past week and a half. Okay, a lot of conflict could have happened there. I didn't argue with anybody. I didn't, you know, I didn't lash out. They're just doing their jobs. Okay, they're not trying to, people aren't purposely trying to go after you and create conflict. And we take everything so damn personally, it's stupid. Our egos get touched. It's like having a thorn. Okay, imagine this, a thorn sticking out of your arm. We would rather live our lives with this one thorn sticking out of our arm and put this whole barrier around around this thorn so we can't really sleep at night. We can't roll over on it. We can't run into the doors. This is out of the book, The Untethered Soul. We would rather live our lives like that so our ego is untouched than just remove the thorn. Take the damn thorn out. Drop your ego. Drop your assumptions. Most of us just expect the worst when it comes to conflicts. You assume that your partner is going to hurt or, or reject you or just, you know, call up their ex or whatever the case may be. But it's worth the effort to change your mind and assume the best of the situation. It could actually change everything in your life. So how to make conflict work for you. Show concern and consideration for your partner's well-being. That is number one. Okay. Maintain focus on the problem at hand. How many times do we, (laughs) I'm so guilty of this. Do we talk about what happened last week, last month versus what's happening right now? If you're generalizing a conflict, generalizing a problem, then you're sweeping way too much shit under the rug. And you're talking to somebody who in the past was very guilty of this. So when things come up, address them. 
engage and actively listen to your partner. If you're looking at your phone and you're thinking about what you're going to say, you're not listening to them. How can you make conflict work for you if you're not even listening to what their needs are, right? And as much as listening is important, make sure you communicate what your feelings and your needs are too. Again, your partner is not a mind reader. And assuming they are is fatal in any relationship, okay? Being right isn't, it, where's that going to get you, okay? Just constantly bickering. What, what kind of joy and sunshine is that going to bring into your life? Not much, okay? And conflict looks different for everybody, Like I said, I don't know how you were raised. I don't know what you're avoiding. I don't know what you've worked through. Have you gone to therapy? I don't know anything about you. All I know is it can work for you. Okay. Now let's talk about how to be better, more effective communicators because this can truly make you happier. You can change this today. Okay. I don't care what you did yesterday. I don't care what you did five minutes ago. Let's look forward. So once you understand the power of words, you can become highly sensitized. Okay, not only to those you use, but to those that people around you use. Remember, you are the combination of the five people you spend the most time with. Now, unfortunately, our vocabulary, we've limited it so much. Our habitual vocabulary is just painfully small. The average person's working vocabulary is between 2,000 and 10,000 words. And you're like, damn, Shauna, that's a lot. Y'all, the English language contains a a half a million words, if not more. This means we regularly regularly use half of 1% of our language. Think about this. When's the last time you told your partner or a friend you were sad? Did you know there's actually 264 words to describe the emotion of sadness? Despondent, sullen, heavy-hearted, moody, woeful, grievous, tearful, melancholy. What do we say? Sad. <laughs> I'm sad. Okay, maybe that works for you. But imagine expanding your vocabulary. Just like I said, imagine showing up every day in your relationship like it was the first day. Use your imagination. It's a beautiful thing and it can change your life. And it's been said that the words that we use form the thread on which we string our experiences. So if we want to electrically recharge our life, we have to change our vocabulary. This shapes our destiny. We have to consciously, continuously select the words we're going to use carefully. I know you've heard the saying, you can't take back what you said, right? There's so much power behind the words we use. They shape your beliefs. They impact your actions. They affect other people that you love. People truly don't forget what you said, and they certainly don't forget how you made them feel. So it's time we choose our words wisely and expand our vocabulary and live differently. So think about this. Think about the words you constantly use. Maybe it's, I'm depressed. Maybe it's, I'm happy. Maybe it's, I'm tired. Oh God, people use that word all the time. Whatever it is, remove that word from your vocabulary for one week. Replace it with something different. The words you use carry meaning. They carry emotion. So, Think about how powerful it is if you're in a romantic relationship and you're like, I'm leaving. Just by saying those words, you create a very real possibility that the relationship is about to end. What if you just said something different? What if you had said, I'm incredibly frustrated with this situation 
or I'm really angry, I'm going to walk away. Don't you think this would have a much better chance of a resolution versus I'm leaving? Think about that. And instead of saying things like depressed and tired and all these things, try changing your vocabulary. Just do one thing for me this week. Okay, so instead of saying depressed, try saying on the road to a turnaround. Change fearful to curious. Change hurt to bothered. Change lonely, oh, another big word we use in our society today, to temporarily on my own. Change painful to uncomfortable. Change rejected to learning. Change sad to sorting my thoughts. Change sick to cleansing. And stressed to energized. Terrible to different. These words that we're changing are disempowering to empowering words. So make a list of all the disempowering words you use regularly. Even ask your partner, hey, pay attention to the words I'm saying to you. Is there something that I constantly say to you? And if he's like, yeah, you're you're always saying you're exhausted. Awesome. I'm eliminating that word from my vocabulary for a week. And I'm going to change that to re-energizing myself. Something, okay? It's like saying, I have to do this versus I get to do this. Y'all, what you tell yourself is your reality. Or, you know my saying, instead of me saying, saying this happened to me, I always say this happened for me. The whole thing that just happened in Jamaica, it happened for me. I told myself that in the moment. I truly believe I saved my own life through everything that I've put into practice over these past two years. And now right now you might be like, Shauna, this seems so basic and simple. But it's creating a new pattern, a new neural network in your brain, a new neural highway to pleasure. Remember, we all seek pleasure. We all seek to avoid pain. So if just a few words could put you on that highway to pleasure, why wouldn't you jump on? Now, how often do you say I'm good? Somebody passes you on the road. Hey, how you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. You could have the worst day, but what do you say? You say I'm good. (laughs) What if you really are having a good day? What if you said, I'm smashing, I'm unstoppable, I'm impassioned, I'm blessed, I'm cosmically charged, I'm better than excellent, I'm dynamite, magical, I'm a ball of sunshine. I say that stuff all the time. Don't these words just make you happy? Don't they just make you cheerful and just hearing them? Words actually can lower or elevate your emotional intensity. So back before when I talked about being hungry, right? Think about the last time you said, I'm starving to death. And what if you said to yourself, I feel a little hungry. You're lowering that emotional intensity, right? Even saying I'm leaving versus, you know, I'm very frustrated with you right now. There's a big difference in that emotional intensity. And just by changing these words, you can literally lower the intensity of your appetite, of the fight, of whatever it is happening in the moment right there. That's you taking control, So notice the words you habitually use. Replace them with ones that empower you and start today. Start right now. So I like to say I'm happy a lot. So I'm going to change that to cheerful or joyful. I love those words. There's actually apps you can download on your phone that give you a new vocabulary word every single day. Highly recommend. I'll put a link in in this description. So if you want to download that app, so you can use that word and maybe it's a word for you, maybe it's not. 
few things to keep in mind. Your vocabulary can make you come alive. It can transform your relationships. Part of why I love this platform and educating people is it does make me expand my vocabulary. It makes me understand things in a different way because when you're teaching it to others, you have to understand it. You have to be able to break it down. And what you tell yourself becomes your destiny. Choose your words wisely. We are so privileged to have access to so many different forms of expression. Let's use them. Okay. And as powerful as words are back to the beginning with the conflict resolution and relationships, we get a boost of oxytocin in our brain during orgasm. And I talk about sex a lot and I talk about poop a lot because nobody likes to talk about it, but it's so important. Okay. So even when we cuddle with our partner, oxytocin is known as the cuddle hormone, the love hormone. It's directly related to conflict resolution. So spend quality time with your partner. When life gets stressful, don't ignore them. Don't put them last. Spend more time together. Our neuroscience is telling us we need to change our priorities. We've got them ass backwards. So don't forego closeness. Don't miss that oxytocin boost. Communicate your needs to your partner with this new vocabulary. And on Sunday morning, that cuddle session, don't skip it. There's always going to be time to catch up on work. There's always going to be time to clean the house. Prioritize your relationships against conflict. Make these principles work for you. And please keep in mind that a true partnership is where both partners view it as their responsibility to ensure the other's emotional well-being. Okay? Care about yourself. Care about your partner. Care about the people that you love. Communicate that with them. Remember, your life is a movie. Make sure yours is one worth watching over and over again. I love y'all so much. Please take a minute, five seconds, whatever you have to rate, subscribe, review, send this podcast to people you love. Okay. Use different vocabulary, exuberant. Maybe this is an exuberant podcast. You cannot wait to share. Drink your water, eat your veggies, smile, be a kind human, give back. I love y'all so much.